0: Mechanical Freak, a podcast uh, about where it's about Seattle, uh a city on the leading edge of neoliberal terror or something. I don't know. Dystopia. Yeah, whatever it is. Um We are on the boat.
1: <laughs>
0: Even Munya's here. Munya, Let's all the go. way from the big apple. IRL, i flew in Munya. for this. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and
1: we've uh we've got some other friends. Yeah, we got some friends on the boat. Um, please welcome on. Hello, like a light, like a light, <laughs> <laughs> just like the just like the Drake feature from Travis Scott. You know, out like a light, hey. <laughs> slept through the flight. We got Sunny,
2: like the weather. <laughs> yeah, gotta <laughs> <I> do it. <laughs>
1: you guys are under a lot of pressure now. <laughs> We got Rico. I have nothing to follow that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like the Meek Mill song. No, I'm good. Like <laughs> like the racketeering. <laughs> no, I'm good. Like Rico
3: Nasty. <laughs> I'm, Rico!
1: I'm good. I, I can't compare <laughs> to any of that. And Iman.
4: Yeah, there's a Pokemon joke in there somewhere, but I'm not ready to chase it right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel that. And I am Munya, like the moon in the sky. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're here... All on the boat, feeling nautical, talking about Nikita's campaign. We're in the final stretch, and um, we're here to just talk about our experience canvassing, why this campaign and this position 9 seat for city council matters, and um, our experience uh, canvassing and volunteering and getting out there and sharing our experience there. So um, without further ado, we'd just like to... Kick it off. Thanks so much for being here, first off. Thanks for having us. So fun.
5: Yeah. Thanks thank for you. the
1: invite.
6: Yeah, thanks for coming, guys. And I guess first off, I'd just like to ask, and we'll just go around the room, like why specifically because we all in this boat have been involved in the Nikita campaign in various capacities. And I wanna know what inspired you to get involved and what has kept you involved in the Nikita campaign? Like why does it matter to you? I'll start with you on. Uh,
3: I think Nikita is just like an amazing person first and foremost Um, and so when 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 you find someone who is so special you feel energized just by their energy right just being around them and um, and so that's what first drew me to the campaign and just got me involved and like wanting just like really just help out in any way I can. So like canvassing is really pushed in, uh, in this campaign and like having volunteers in our community. Um, And so it's just, it's a lot of fun for me to come out every weekend and like uh, talk to people, get to know people. Uh, And I think the canvassing part, um, it's really great to like actually talk to people in Seattle, right? Like um, we're so, uh, kind of distance from each other and like what we're doing on a day-to-day basis just like talk to people for a couple minutes about where they're at and how they're doing and um and what this campaign can do for them um personally um is really inspiring and just kind of like drives me out to come out and help out in whatever way i can so i've really enjoyed it so far it's been awesome
6: yeah yeah no that's amazing and it it really seems like you know when connecting with people in real life it's a lot different than just kind of like you know the discourse that we have online you know um To me, at least, like, when you actually, like, get out there and, like, knock on doors, it's, like, it really brings it into the real. And, you know, to me, it feels like it's something that, you know, you can actually connect with people on a one-to-one level with people who are not, like, you know, maybe terminally online, like, arguing about, like, you know, the latest, like, discourse trying to, like, you know, like, win points. It's, like, oh, we're actually fighting for, like, a better world and a better city and... It kind of grounds you in a way, you know, it's kind of what I'm hearing a little bit.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Especially after being like so disconnected with um, COVID and everything and not really being able to see people to just have the, it's it's the complete opposite of that, right? Um, A lot of those months just sitting at home and like arguing with people online and like having to listen to people's awful takes. (laughs) Um, Oh, Plenty of awful takes. (laughs) (laughs) like no shortage of that (laughs) exactly Um, and so like to actually just like hear those bad takes in In person person. (laughs) 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 Um, but also just you know and see where people are at you know you meet people are also you're like oh you're energized too like you want to make a difference too and people often don't know how they can or what they need to do Um, and so also getting other people out to start canvassing and start being uh, interactive in their community is like really cool no,
1: that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, Sunny, like what what about you? Like how did you find out about the Nikita campaign and what um like drove you to volunteer and um and what have you been doing for the Nikita campaign?
2: Yeah. Um how did I find out about the campaign? I think just when Nikita announced, I was on it. I think I was probably you'll have to look, but I think I was probably one of the first people to donate my vouchers. <laughs> nice. Um I was really excited about it and I was kind of saving them for somebody to come along. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think what really draws me to this campaign, and I've been primarily canvassing for it, is the movement-building aspect of it. I think we're just at a time right now that there are so many things that are going poorly with COVID, and people are worried about getting evicted. People are worried about paying their, mm. their rent. People, There's a resurgence in the labor movement right now. There's the carpenter strike going on and IATSE, too. All of this is going on at Shout the out to time. IATSE. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going on, like climate change. Yeah. We in Seattle, we had the biggest heat waves that we've ever had this past year. There's so much that we need to be doing, and we really need to have a base of people that are engaged and active, and Nikita knows that, and this campaign knows that, and I think a lot of going out and talking to voters is about building that momentum and that we really need to be able to to push these policies through when we have a left base on the council.
1: Yeah, and I think you really bring up a great point. Seattle has a lot of resources and of course like on the federal level and uh, you know on the global level cl- tackling climate change is um on that scale. But I think that, you know, within Seattle alone, there's a lot that the council really can do like in that space. And we can do it as like a movement in the city. So, you know, movement building is just like super key. And, you know, really, I think like when we talk about like, um, climate change, when we talk about like, you know, labor, it's important to have, I think a council that is like on labor side. And I think one, from what we saw last summer with, That's um, right you know, the defund protest and the George Floyd protest. Spog that, out vote. Yep, the Spog no vote. Um, You know, like, serious um action can be taken, like, from actual organizing, right? And it seemed like the organizing that Nikita
6: has been doing in the community and everything, like, that's kind of what um drew you. And to me, like, one of the lessons learned from doing that organizing is, like, you know, nothing really kind of happens just from, like, the top down. It's from, like, the bottom up. And, like, for, you know candidates to be accountable to actual, the people, right? And not just like corporate interests or like just not accountable to anyone. I mean, that's a huge difference in a city that is so affluent that has so many resources that can like change lives and has serious problems to deal with. So I, I really like, I, I like that a lot.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think even thinking about it bottom up, when you talk about climate change, there's so much money on the table right now for, for doing actual climate action we need somebody who's going to push for that money to go to actual resources, getting things done by 2025 and not just 2030 or 2050 or whatever's being pushed at the national level. Yeah, get it like level. a green
1: electric vehicle tax credit in 2036 and yeah, you know, call no. it good. Like That's kind of <laughs> <That's laughs> the status quo for anything. our council right now, yeah. right? So
2: <laughs> Yeah, we need to be doing better than that. And I think we definitely can.
1: Nice, right on. And so we also have two esteemed organizers and campaign workers here, Rico and Amon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> including myself. Finally, I get, this is a little uh, coworker powwow That's right now. <laughs> so I mean, along with uh, doing like organizing and volunteering, like what inspired you to actually join the campaign in official capacity? And like Amon, could start with you.
4: Okay, well, we're going out of order here, but that's all right. Um, so I am the communications director for the campaign. I do all of the art and all the fun stuff, in my opinion. Um, the thing that really drew me to the campaign was... Um, obviously, Nikita's values, I just align with them. I One thing that I really appreciated, really right off the bat, I joined the campaign a little later than a lot of the rest of the team, including you two. Um, but going through their website, you don't see any prioritization of um, our platform points because they're interconnected. Um, just that understanding that like, when we're talking about problems, we need to talk about root causes um, is something that really, really pulled me in. The other thing that pulled me in is that um, Nikita's great. They, they just give me the freedom to do things artfully in an exciting way and in a non-boring, non-campaign way um, in terms of, you know, what we send out with volunteers to hit the doors with, our yard signs and whatever the, the else. The posters so. are great. Thank you.
0: Everyone loves the posters. I got two oh, like, of them on Iconic. The boat.
4: Everybody yeah.
7: loves yeah. the posters. Everybody wants a piece of
0: those yard signs. Those are going to be on a boat for years. They're going to be faded and, like, brittle.
4: As much as I'd love to take credit and I... I will take some, I love making the posters, but at the same time, it's like, I think there's a lot of people who are in my role who would make great posters too, if the candidate gave them that allowance to do it, which I have, so.
7: That's very humble of you. Uh, yeah, but we can, yeah. the, we can also appreciate- move there. We can also appreciate- I think we don't appreciate that. The, the beautiful <laughs> art that you make um, on a daily basis.
4: Thank you. Thank
2: you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the platform, when you scroll down the website, it's just beautiful art after beautiful art after beautiful art on the platform. It's, it's amazing. Nice work.
7: <laughs> she doesn't take compliments. Well, yeah. I simply yeah, yeah, do not that. take look at
2: that. Well, um, <laughs> they can cut that out. <laughs> Moving on oh no, we're keeping that
1: hour. in. <laughs> <laughs> what I also like too is like, um, just like going off of the platform is like, um, I think, uh, Carl Carl Nelson really um emphasized this recently saying there's no word that says just innovation or any of these like buzzwords you know <laughs> that you hear in Seattle all the fucking time you know and i think that that actually points to a real thing on like not just trying to be a slogan you know not trying to just um you know reach out to voters uh, just to get a vote but it's kind of more comes from a material place in a material um analysis from actually being on the ground dealing with community right so um and community does come from you know getting talent like you to make amazing design and not just like you know say oh it got to be this way or that way you know it got to like it it reflects the community in a way
4: oh definitely i mean even just you know you launch a campaign with a platform most candidates are going to keep that static right you have your ideas you put them out there you want people to agree with you. Hopefully, they do, and you move on. Not this campaign. Uh, at least for the fa- past few past few weeks, every every week we have a community listening post with members of the communities, different different communities each time. Talk about what they're experiencing, what they'd like to see from city council, how Nikita could help them once they're in office, um, and then we change the platform. That's exciting. I don't think people do that most of the time.
1: Yeah, it's like different from just like a candidate saying, hey, this is my platform, you guys need to get on board. It's more like, what do y'all want? And we're going to make this a whole community project, which is like pretty unique, especially in just a, like traditional um, electoral politics that we see too. So,
0: Or, or you know, uh, it's not the sort of model of focus grouping and uh, triangulating some... You know, talking points that are meant to appeal to some theoretical group of voters. It's uh, real, material things that come from the community that needs them. Totally, totally. And just this past uh, week, we
3: we went out. We had a we, we organized a canvas, and we had new posters that that celebrated the new light rail. And like that's that's, right. that's so original. Like you're not gonna I see that any trains. any other campaign or any of that. Um And so that creativity and innovation is awesome. Yeah, we're on we're on
1: train gang baby. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: Speaking of trains, we got we got the man, the myth, the legend, Rico <sighs> in the house. Wow, Rico! Of all of those? Oh yeah, oh. and then some.
0: Right. Rico, who up to. Tonight has always been too good to come on this podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is...
0: This is uh, just oh, just yeah. not interesting. Yeah.
7: I choose to believe that I'm <laughs> amplifying other people who are smarter than me, <laughs> but it's okay, good. no, that that's fine. We can go there. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See if I come back on the pod. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Wow. Already threatening us. Amazing. Uh, Rico, yes, how... <laughs> Keep it together, We can't all be earnest. (laughs) Yeah. No. no. (laughs) Rico, you've been doing so many different things on the campaign. Uh, before we even get into it, like what what is your one of like many roles on the campaign? Yeah, sure. Um,
7: well, I am one of a few campaign coordinators, so I want to take a moment to shout out the rest of our team. So Munya is our finance director and treasurer extraordinaire keeps us in compliance with all of the many uh, financial uh, regulations that keep campaigns in check. As far as anyone knows. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't watch what he does, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, kill the cop in your head, Greg. Okay. Um, Iman is our communications director. Um, Sean Scott is one of our other campaign coordinators alongside Aretha Basu. Um who works for Councilmember Teresa Mosqueda uh, in her city office? Legends uh, all. Scott Patterson and Andrew Eccles on our field team, uh, Mira Craft and Olivia Smith um, in our sort of operations, Latanya Severe in our labor organizing, uh, Linda and Zion on our youth team. Um, am I missing anybody outside of Nikita? Nikita Oliver, Nikita the, Oliver, Nikita candidate. Oliver the candidate, <laughs> <laughs> the one who brings it all together. So yeah, I just want to give a, a shout out to everybody because this would not work without everybody coming together. Uh, what do I do? I mean, um, as one of um, several campaign coordinators, help out with field comms, finance. Um, try my best to just keep things moving. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of what I do. Um, yeah, officially.
1: yeah the real engine, you know, just like the gears, like electric know, engine. Yeah, the yeah. electric engine. That's right. Okay, it's so like that's electric right. battery. More. That's right. Yeah. Middle yeah. management you're charged up. Middle management. Yeah. Thanks. That's what you're going to call the union <laughs> organizer. Middle management. <laughs> The Tesla. Wow. (laughs) Jesus
7: Christ. The worker's
5: Tesla.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Blue-collar Tesla. Speaking of middle management, um, Rico, you've been on the other side of middle management, too. What the hell does that mean? As a union um, organizer and working in labor. Yeah. Yeah. as someone who's coming from labor and joining the campaign, yeah. did you was that any pull to you? Like when you saw Nikita's campaign and like a connection to labor? Yeah, you know it's interesting. I, um, I, uh, my first taste of electoral
7: politics was 2017, and Nikita's uh, run for mayor in 2017, which sadly fell short. And I believe to this day that you know had we made it to the primary, um, that. Um, that race with Durkin would have been really monumental. And, you know, who knows how the city would look now. But, you know, in in the four years since that election, a lot has changed. Um, And in no small part due to the organizing electorally that's happened with left campaigns in 2019, as well as uh, the the on-the-ground actions of the 2020 um, summer protests, right? Um, Because what came out of those summer protests was As a labor organizer, one of the most monumental victories um, that I've been witness to, and that is expelling the Seattle Police Officers Guild from the MLK Labor Council. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think coming into 2021, knowing that, you know, there may be some folks on council running for mayor, that the same sort of actors who have uh, plagued Seattle politics for, for generations would try to make similar plays, that there was an opportunity, right, for the broadly defined left in Seattle to, to unite behind a single candidate, maybe a slate of candidates. At the time, it was difficult to project. But that, you know, per- perhaps we could see a, a 2021 election cycle where the urbanists, the socialists, the labor organizer, um, you know, the capital D Democrats could perhaps finally come together and agree on, you know, some candidates. Um, and you know maybe we win that election and see how long that uh, that alliance lasts, right? But yeah. um, I think there was this really exciting potential for many different factions of the left to come together and um, you know put aside some of the more minutiae of differences aside um, to truly grasp the stakes of, of this race and, and try to chart a new course forward for the city um, as we continue to struggle with with the COVID crisis. Um, so I think. That was a really powerful draw for me. And I think, you know, um, to Sonny's point earlier, right, it's going to take a really strong left flank on city council. Um, And I think what that means is recognizing that um, if and when Nikita is elected, it's not just going to be the council members, but the people that put them there um, that are going to continue to push for the legislation that we need.
1: Really well said. Yeah. You know, Seattle is, and Seattle politics has continued to be at a crossroad between, um, the people, labor versus um versus capital versus finance capital versus Amazon, um versus just employers. Then that goes for both, um, you know, like smaller and um, you know, giant behemoths as well. Um, and you know, since I think like pressure from. Um, Amazon, as we saw in the 2019 election, That's we right. both worked on the Sean Scott campaign and saw right. that firsthand. Um, <clears throat> is that organizing and coalition building, especially in electoral politics, is just like so important because we're up against such a big yeah. force, right?
6: Yeah. So I think, and my question really kind of posing to you all, right, is um, – A lot of candidates, especially the candidates that we go up against, right, Nikita's opponent is um, backed by more, like, big business interests. Um, You know, a lot more, if you see heat maps, donors are in a little more wealthier neighborhoods uh, than Nikita. I could say that confidently. Mm
5: -hmm.
6: Um, And Nikita's opponent, not exclusive to Nikita's opponent, but uh, their opponent and people like that opponent are not really hitting doors as hard and doing a lot of organizing and, you know, rely more on, like, traditional advertising, um, a lot of different, like, flyers, right? Hey, Sonny, you even got one on your door today, oh right? Oh, God, so embarrassing. <laughs> and so um, it seems like Nikita's campaign is not really going that route and is really investing more on the ground. Um, do you... What is your uh, view on, I guess, like that strategy? Do you think that, um, you know, uh, being on the ground, like knocking on doors, that's like what I think Nikita's campaign is banking on to, um, you know, get out the vote, organize, gain support. I guess for you two, like what impact do you see at the doors as people who have actually, you know, connected with voters in real life? And how is that different than maybe like, let's say like the flyer that you've got, for instance?
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't even tell you how many flyers I've got in the mail that on my walk back to my door just go straight into the recycling bin. Like, I'm not even looking at them at this point. And I think it goes back to what I was saying about movement building and I think really about thinking about community as a whole, thinking about talking to voters as as your neighbors and, and part of your community and really talking about these ideas Um from, from a values-based perspective, which is what I really love about this, this campaign in general. When, when Nikita says housing is a human right, they mean it. And it's not just, we're going to build 2,000 beds and, <laughs> and that's going to be enough, even though there's way more people that are unhoused than that. It's everybody deserves a home. And people really connect to that when you talk to them. People love to hear that. And I think... To your point that the neighborhoods are really different, um, you can see that when you canvass as well, Mm. Mm. for sure. I mean, canvassing on the south side is way different than canvassing on the north side of Seattle. But even then, I think that, um, I mean, I live in Ballard, and when I talk to people in my neighborhood, and you really talk to them about, well, what does it mean that housing is a human right? What does it mean that healthcare is a human right? and they really start to think about those messages, it, it really starts to hit home for them. And actually, that's one, one of the things I really like about the messaging from this campaign is on um, one of the things that's suggested that you say is asking people what do they think about the direction that the city is going in. And I knocked on one door, and the person was like, does anybody ever say that they they like the direction that the city's going? <laughs> like,
5: or like, there, no. there. <laughs>
2: no, they don't. So, I mean, I think that that really resonates with people. People want to see change and and they know that voting for more of the same is, is not going to get us there.
0: Mhm. I'm a canvasser. I'm Greg. I'm a canvasser. Uh I I like canvassing. Well, I mean, I you know, allows me to, like, utilize my limited and unbalanced suite of uh, social skills. You know, talking to strangers on their doorstep is a very comfortable place for me.
1: It's basically uh, like an intimate live podcast uh-huh, yeah, that you're doing. A little bit. For little free. Bit.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, yeah, there's a reason it works. Uh, there is a reason it can build support in, a, in ways that are not open to the kind of candidate Nikita is in the traditional ways uh, when you talk to someone face to face it's like something out of a different society that we don't live in people get their information from you know whether it's cable news or Facebook That that's how everything else works when you meet them on their doorstep and actually have a conversation with them you can answer their questions you can hear what their concerns are and be honest about what nikita's platform is on you know a lot of times it's the same issues you're going to talk about people want to know uh some they want to talk about some version of housing or homelessness and nikita has a very clear platform on that that uh you can talk about them like a real person talking to another real person that isn't it it's a way to cut through a lot of the bullshit even if even if they start out or and and end the conversation really in a an aggressive place. Um, you know, a really reactionary sort of anti-homeless homeowner is still gonna have heard you say the things that you believe, the things that Nikita believes about housing being a human right, about you know what it would mean to actually solve uh, our housing and homelessness mm-hmm. crisis, what it means to think about the actual causes and be honest about the actual causes of these things and not the sort of scapegoats that uh, that we usually put these on. You know, they've heard that from a real person speaking honestly about something they may disagree with. Um, that's kind of the worst case scenario, and still I think that's something that is not that's right. uh, happening in most people's lives uh, generally at all, and it's not happening in most campaigns. So, that that gives you an opportunity um to do something uh uh different that and reach someone in a way that's not that just isn't going on. And uh there's a power in that. Um and it's you know, it's uh it's also fun. I mean I'm I, I met on uh canvassing for Nikita. I probably met Munya and Rico yeah. canvassing on the uh Sean Scott That's right? yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, or something else, but probably yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, I think we, I think we know that it is like, you know, and it's a hugely important way to like take a campaign like Nikita's to victory. But it's also a fun way to, uh, and a really low barrier way to get involved in political work, uh, in yep. activism, in organizing, and to meet people who are interested in the same things. Yep. So if you are listening to this podcast, you know, m- minutes after it drops, like so many of you do, you're friendless, you're <laughs> alone,
5: <laughs>
0: uh, you've got nothing else going on on the weekends, uh, you know, Come out, come out and hang with us. That was us, a wonderful you know? pitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I,
7: I do think that there's 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 quite a bit of earnestness behind that 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 I that Sorry. really resonates with me, right? I mean, I think all of us. Um, well, actually, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to speak for all of us. I'm going to speak for myself. I came out of 2020 feeling really isolated and really um, alone, lonely, depressed. Um, you know, coming into the new year, it felt like. The pandemic was never going to end. Um, and of course, I still feel that way these days. Right. But I think the difference has been that since hitting the campaign trail again, um, I have gotten the opportunity to meet many wonderful people um, week in yeah. and week out um, to, to do exactly what you just said, Greg, to, to meet people who share um, values and principles. And, and maybe we're not 100 percent aligned on everything. Um, but I know that people who show up um, care about their city and care about their neighbors, um, and it's really it's really been a blast to get to know On and Sunny, and to get to know so many of our wonderful volunteers. Who um, I could sh- I could I could start shouting them out right now, but it would take me minutes to list everybody that I've come to know by name. Um, Those and,
1: volunteer photos go crazy; they really boy. do.
7: Um, <laughs> and you don't see many candidates um, in Seattle. Um, that are able to draw that kind of crowd, not just during GOTV, but week in and week out, right? In the rain, uh, in the cold, um, when you know maybe your list that day isn't great, maybe you get some folks who slam doors in your face, but you know, hey, if I show up, I'm gonna have a good time. I'm gonna see people that I know and appreciate, and and am in the struggle with. I'm gonna get some donuts, all right? I'm gonna hit those doors, come back, talk to the team, see how it goes, and. Um, I think that that really means a lot to people I know it means a lot to me and I think it means that when we win we are building a community base that is going to continue struggling um, to to push stuff that needs to be pushed uh, because the work doesn't stop
3: yeah
4: you know going off that we've been talking about how canvassing kind of gets you interacting with other canvassers people you agree with I recently canvassed my apartment building which is a gigantic couple of squares full of lots of people I don't know. That's a pro um,
1: move, by the way. And I Everybody had to go and be like,
4: building. hey, have you seen me in the elevator? No. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> here I am with a piece of paper to talk to you about stuff. Um, and honestly, I knocked like a hundred of those doors in my building. And um, not everyone agreed with me. Some some did, though. And some hadn't been thinking about the election. And then they were, which is, these are all good things to come of it, um, but something kind of surprising was now there are people that smile at me in the elevator and wave at me, mm. and people whose dogs' names I know, and uh, it's just a little tiny bit of community building in First Hill where we really don't have any parks or anything, so there's nowhere else to meet your neighbors besides in line for the elevator, or if you knock on their doors with a piece of paper asking right. them if Love they've that. heard of Nikita <laughs>
2: That's right.
7: <laughs> What's Seattle Freeze? <laughs>
2: I actually love it when people say that they haven't heard of Nikita Oliver, because then you get to be like, oh, my gosh, let me tell you all about them. And it's the best, the best.
1: That's a really key point, because, you know, all of us, I think it's safe to say is that like we we're like, very tapped into politics and follow it really closely on a local level. Um, that is not always the case. And it's not like just like the people who aren't like us are the people who follow it intensely on the other side. A lot of people who do vote or maybe not even, you know, nerds, they're not nerds.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll own that. Yeah.
1: We'll get on that. The people who are just like living their lives who, um, would be receptive to Nikita's message, but it takes someone to actually connect with them on a human level in order to get them there, right? And to um, you know inspire them to get out and vote too. Voting is not um, a guarantee, as we know. Um, turnout is not 100%. Turnout really happens when someone has a motivation to actually go out there and um, do it. It's not everyone's, like some people have this idea that it's just their civic duty to do it all the time and they'll do their own research. Um, I promise you, if that is you,
6: um, that is not everyone. The way that turnout can be generated is in a lot of ways. You can generate turnout by, you know, just like spamming people with um, literature, right? With no one at the doors. Uh, you can do a lot of TV ads on Como Four, right? Um, you could uh, have like uh, op-ed profiles um, and uh, writers on my Northwest, right? Just saying how great you are, but there is a different way. And it's the way of actually investing in people. And, connecting with people on the ground, telling them, like, you are, like, an actual volunteer here to kind of tell you about Nikita, and they're like, wow. I mean, I've seen the light switch go on in people just from saying those words and, like, having a connection on a human level, too. Mm -hmm. And that could really mean the difference between having someone who is a champion of the people versus the exact opposite on council in such a critical time, you know? So... Um, This volunteer work really does matter. It's the backbone. It's what this campaign is investing in, in general.
3: Yeah, I think one of the really awesome parts about, like, being involved in this campaign um, was getting to know, like, the campaign staff, right? Like, they're so welcoming. Um, say more <laughs> Say more <laughs> And handsome uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Great personalities Yeah, yeah All that <laughs>
3: But really some of the best times I've had this summer Is just like Just having fun conversations uh, Playing one-on-one basketball with Sean Scott um, Just <laughs> <laughs> You know and, how, and many, like, how
1: many shots has Sean bricked? Be honest
3: Sean's a great ball player. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, wow. An's learning how to play politics. Gee. You learn a lot of political
7: skills. See? You even, even <laughs> learn while you're
3: out there. You oh, do, my
7: God. God. oh, my God. On <laughs> didn't even play. Quality messaging.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, so, like, it's fun. The atmosphere is fun, right? Like, so you go out there and you talk to people about, like, the campaign. And you talk about, all these things you're passionate about, right? Like, I think that's one of the things that, like, the campaign emphasizes, too, is, like, talk about what you care about, right? So Nikita has all these different things that, that they want to do that, that they think are important. Talk about the ones that resonate with you. That's right. Um, and feel and let that energy show when you're at the door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so there's a lot of freedom within that. And then also, when you're there, you also just want to get to know other people, right? You want to know where they're at because you're you're being open and honest about how you're feeling about um, what's going on in, in the city, and and so it, it draws that same thing out of them. And yep. and so the it's it's the whole day is is just a really amazing day when you get out there. Yep. Um And uh, like I said, like I I, I would stay for hours and hours afterwards, just having fun with the campaign because like. What else would I rather be doing on a Saturday? You know? Yeah. It's just a fun time to be out there. Yeah.
7: And to An's point, right, something that we say often on the, the campaign trail, not just to volunteers, but just generally, is that, you know, when you're on the doors, we're not here to win arguments, we're here to win votes, right? And I think um, that's twofold. It's number one, because we want our volunteers to feel safe and uh excited to come back right because we don't need people being put in danger right because some folks can be kind of scary out there right that sort of reactionary homeowner type that greg you had mentioned earlier who typically you know sticks to next door but now has an opportunity to you know start but not move uh, to citizen litigating to you know th- their their woes um and you know those 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 come around um but they tend to be few and far between, uh, at least in my experience, and I think for most people. And I think that, you know, the main people that we're talking to are low information voters. The, they don't vote in odd election cycles. They, they don't know what city council does. Maybe they hear a thing or two in the news, but they don't follow it closely enough to really have uh, an informed opinion, right? So what we're trying to do is not just pitch them on voting for Nikita in November, but also educate them on why they should care, Right. And the reason we say we're here to win votes, not arguments, is because Nikita's running for a citywide position. Position nine is one of two at-large council seats, which means regardless if they vote for Nikita, at the end of the day, when Nikita wins and is elected council member, that's going to be their constituent as well, right? They're going to represent everybody in Seattle, including the people who would rather see them lose, right? And so I think part of what canvassing voter outreach generally does is... Let people know, hey, these are the things that we stand for. And when we win, we're ready to have a conversation with you about how we get there in a way that takes care of you. Uh, right. Because we don't want to leave anybody
1: behind. Yeah, it's a really key point. You know, citywide races are no joke. Even district wide races are like really hard. And so, you know, when we're talking about like connecting with all of Seattle, we really mean it. Um, And I think it's important too, because it could be really scary if it's your first time canvassing. And I'm sure we all have like first time canvassing stories where like, Oh my gosh, like this is going to be just like the most hectic anxiety inducing thing, like talking to so many strangers. Um, I'll speak for myself saying that that thought, that intrusive thought was way more intense than the actual experience canvassing. Um, Actually it, the thought is the hardest part and the hardest barrier. Um, Actually getting out there and doing it, it's actually very natural and fun. And you get to do it with a buddy too, which is like really awesome um, in Bill's community. Uh, But even on, because we're doing citywide, we're really canvassing everywhere, including like harder neighborhoods. And even in those harder neighborhoods, I found that it's actually really, um, is really satisfying to connect with people over there too. It's also just not like a... Hegemony, either right? Like there are people in uh, Magnolia who are strong Nikita supporters, and um, their support can decide the the election. Magnolia mindset, yes.
5: (laughs) (laughs) One hundred
7: might even (laughs) be one in Laurelhurst. You know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, we
4: literally had a canvasser come back at a Magnolia canvas with a bunch of roses picked from a Magnolia residence yard. They were like, "We love Nikita." flowers that's beautiful things happen good things happen
3: yeah i had someone give me some pride pins that i then got to give to the campaign that was really cool
4: i
2: have one it's on my bag Uh, what's going on am i doing canvassing (laughs) i never get gifts
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a good it's a good segue because i want to now get into some canvas experiences some some that just like stuck out to you you know um like here come the stories. yeah give me some like interesting canvas stories
2: Oh god. <laughs> I mean, I mean the first thing that comes to mind is not a super positive one but it's funny to me. Yeah, no, go, go for, for it. it. Yeah, well, uh, the last canvas I did, I knocked on a door that had all these anarchist symbols all around and they opened the door
1: and they were playing Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, but they straight up just, the first thing they said to me was, sorry, I'm a Bruce Harrell voter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hell
7: yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Because
7: if it's one <laughs> thing Bruce Harrell stands for, it's anarchy.
1: <laughs> Bruce Harrell formed the chop. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bellevue Bellevue <laughs> Bruce really brought it. <laughs> that, wow. That's that yeah. fucking, I don't think we're going to yeah. top that and, and, that. and that is just the level of... Um, Not not to harp on this one person, but that I think goes to show that, you know, especially in America, like there is zero coherence with like political ideology, consistency and thought. People are all over the place. And, um, you know, that presents an opportunity too, in a way, but can very much surprise you when an anarchist is going for Bruce Harrell.
2: Yeah. He was like I'm very pro sweeps and I was like oh have wow. a nice day sir <laughs> wow
3: <laughs> wow yeah I got I got Bruce Harrow voter uh, to give me some um uh, Democracy vouchers? Yeah, democracy vouchers. That's what they're called. That's
0: right. On is the king of Hell collecting yeah. democracy vouchers. <laughs> Amazing. I, I always. Well, so I am always impressed by On's numbers coming back when I, I'm always like, oh. What? Always, I mean, back when we were still <laughs> collecting <laughs> yeah, vouchers. Yeah, exactly.
7: Because yeah. we're maxed wrong. out, maxed baby. Been maxed uh, out. Been maxed ben, out ben, since ben. like, what, May? Somebody? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, On would come back and be like, you guys didn't give me enough voucher forms. I was like, we sent you with 20. What are you
3: talking about? <laughs> On's got the hard sell down. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But I was, I mean, it was just like, because once again, if you're talking to people about issues, like what do they actually care about and not just like, you know, outside politics and like what they've been told by the media, right? Mm-hmm. It's a whole different conversation. That's right. Um, and a lot of what Nikita is talking about resonates with almost everybody, unless you're an yeah. extreme reactionary, right? Yeah. Which uh, is
0: honest, to be honest, Rare to run into in Seattle. It is very rare. Yeah. We talk. We say this a lot on this podcast, but like a lot of the really open sort of reactionary sentiment is they, they live in fucking Bellevue, you yeah. know? Yeah, they're not so, in Seattle. Running for online. the school district. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this A viewer Yang. lives in Bellevue and Issaquah. They're wearing
1: hats that say genetics on them, like the Andrew <laughs> Yang slogan, right. but That's instead right. of math, exactly. it says genetics. That's right. Um, Seattle is dying, Greg. Uh,
0: yeah, the <laughs> yeah. Seattle is dying viewer is in Bellevue. Not really Seattle. Um, What you do have is, uh, you know, old white homeowner libs who think of themselves as, you know, Seattle progressives, which means they think Bruce Harrell's great and they want to sweep the homeless out of the parks. In this house, we believe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's one of the most fun things about canvassing is just... Finding the different combinations of yard signs. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, my, favorite. my favorite is seeing like
7: BLM or In This House We Believe signs and then a Recall Swan yeah, sign yeah. right in the that's, same yard. That's,
3: that's the powerful combo. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how you know that door is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I literally had a BLM sign in the front door. I was like, oh, this is going to go great. And then I went out to the door and he's like, get
0: off my lawn. I was like, <laughs> right.
3: all right, all right, have a great day. That's right.
0: <laughs> but, you know, uh, and so I like the hard door, you know? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, Greg, you're like the king of the hard door. I like to blow past a you know, no soliciting sign. I, I by the like, way, I will walk up to. <laughs> not encouraged by the canvassing By Legal the way, by We the are way. not
1: canvassing. Is soliciting. not soliciting. Not soliciting. Canvassing correct. is not soliciting. Yeah, but you,
2: people don't like it when you tell them that. <laughs> yeah. They hate it.
1: They don't. You know, by your logic, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's. It is when you, I would kill to watch
1: you deadpan say, "By your logic,
5: sir,
0: <laughs> I am not soliciting." Well, I, I wish there's videos of, of those conversations I've had with people. Um, no, I, I say, "Why, madam, I would never solicit you. I am campaigning." <laughs> it doesn't go over very well, but but that's, these are words. We joke because we have fun with this stuff. The moral of it all, though, I like again. We're like joking about this because it's funny. These hard doors are funny to us, but really, those are like w- you know one in a few hundred. Yeah, you know? like you really, right? yeah. most people are just very polite. Some people, a lot of people, more than you would expect, really are like, "Oh, you're coming to my door? I'm I'm excited. Okay, great. Yep. You're you're putting in this effort. I'm happy to listen to you. And if you if you engage with them and ask them questions about what they're interested in, they're going to be interested in engaging with you." Back, uh, the other half are interested in get, politely getting you to go away,
5: mm-hmm. but <laughs> an by this,
0: but but with the same tactics and the same script. If you engage with them and ask them, you know what their concerns are, they will feel sort of uh, civically obligated to tell you, and that starts a conversation um, that everybody's happy about when it's over, and um, it's really pretty easy and fun, is what I'm getting at. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, I think people are still really starved for social interaction because mm-hmm. yeah. of the pandemic. So
7: And as the weather gets colder and, and rainier, people are gonna be stuck at home more. And so at, when you show up looking like a wet rat to their door, they're gonna, you know, maybe take a little bit of pity on you and actually hear <laughs> you out for a second longer than they would
6: normally.
4: Yeah. And something I've also enjoyed is like having my perceptions challenged a little bit. Mm. I knock on a door it's an old person, it's a nice place. I'm like, tough sell. Oh no, here we have a lifelong renter, a doctor whose goal is to just see someone who uh, is sleeping on the streets, be safe and be comfortable and not be in their ER because they don't have other options for healthcare. Right. And that's nice, it's nice to meet those people and get to know them and say like, hmm. It's good not to be online right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> like yeah. right. Yep. yeah. It's
1: good. It's one of the few things that we really do have control over in our lives and in our political lives so much, especially living under the system of capitalism and neoliberalism. It really feels like um, it is very much out of our control, out of our depth. Um, helping people on the ground, organizing on the ground locally, on the local level, is one of the few things that we can do as individuals to actually materially, you know, affect and change yep. lives. Yep. And you know, um, this is one of many avenues that we can do it. And one thing I like about Nikita's campaign is that Nikita's campaign and Nikita does not see this campaign as just a singular avenue, but sees all the other avenues interconnected with that campaign too. For sure. So. It's a, it's a unique opportunity to actually have material impact when so much of it is being subsumed um, in a larger system that feels out of control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how how else, um, I guess, can we get involved? You know, like, not everyone can just go out on the street to knock and canvas. Um, yeah. Are there other ways to get involved? There sure are. We do phone bank. Um, it's at least
7: once or twice a week um, that is in um, partnership with our friends at Seattle DSA. Um, And all of that you can do from the safety of your own home. Just hop on Zoom, say hi to folks that are phone banking, get a list, start making some calls. Yeah.
4: Um, As the uh, owner of the website, um, I will say if you're curious about what else is available also, head to the events page. We update it. Constantly. Um, it's not just canvassing. You'll see other opportunities there. Opportunities that might relate more to a community that you're a part of. Or you might see opportunities that you know are more remote and will take some note-taking or some facilitating of conversations. There's a lot to do. Yep. And we're excited to have anyone do those things with a little bit of training, which you can get very, very quickly. Yep.
7: And one thing we'd encourage everybody to do... Um, even our canvassers um, is to um, you know participate in a little bit of relational organizing, right? Because it's great if you knock on some doors, you talk to strangers, your neighbors, folks that you know you're in a community with, but you may not know, and you convince them to vote for Nikita because it's the right thing to do. Um, that's all well and great, but it's also much more effective um, to get your friends, your family, your loved ones to to not only vote for Nikita, but make sure they register to vote and and get their ballots on time, right? It is, I, I believe it's National Voter Registration Week or Voter Education Week, something like that. Um, but, you know, it's, at time of recording, it's what, October the 4th, mm-hmm. uh, which means we have um, only four weeks until the election, which, for me, means only two weeks until ballots are out. Yep, And that means that we're running out of time to get people registered to vote. And for many of us who are renters, maybe you moved recently, Maybe you forgot to update your voter registration to reflect your new address, right? So the thing that we're asking all of our supporters to do, whether you're canvassing, phone banking, uh, you know, doing things on social media to boost the campaign, um, we are just asking that you talk to your loved ones and your friends um, that you know in Seattle um, and, you know, are going to be affected by this uh, election as well. So because it's the Nikita49 campaign, we're asking everybody to talk to at least Nine people. I don't want to cut you off at nine, but at least nine people. Yeah, you thought it was going to be a four, didn't
1: you? Yeah, well okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> it
7: is going to be a nine. Right. Nikita for nine means you talk to nine people, help them get registered to vote, update their voter registration, or confirm their voter registration, make sure they get their ballot on time, and then help them vote um, by November 2nd as well. So um, I would you know, ask that folks consider doing all that, even if they can't make it to a, a canvas in the next four weeks.
4: And if you don't have nine friends like me, just talk to whoever you can. It's okay. You have nine
7: friends.
3: Or, or I know, like a quick tip. Uh, friends of mine have uh, gone through their Twitter or not Twitter Tinder matches. That's right. In order to let's uh, go kind of, uh, relational organizing. Or I guess Hinge. We're all on Hinge now, aren't we? Is that States. is that the new that's thing? That's the new thing okay. we're all on. Uh, I know this because of the single life. Um, but
4: i know this cuz i have to
7: <laughs> is uh, now the time that we transition to talking about Munia's love life yeah yeah let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Munya, who are you re- recruiting on your Hinge to vote for Nikita for Nine? So,
1: you know, what what you need to do is you first need to get the um, Hinge premium, right? Because you can actually scope oh, you, and filter. You pay for your shit.
0: Oh, I you mean, you like have I, I, you have to, bro. Is
4: that a campaign expense, Munya? <laughs> if
0: you want to book out a date, at, well, at least one date a night of the week, seven, seven days a week, in New York City, you need to pay for premium. Okay, like if you need to fill out your spreadsheet, so you can like squeeze in maybe sometimes two dates in a night on like a Friday or a Saturday. I and mean, that's you how you to get to nine premium. in a week, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so but, that's it. That's exactly. Right.
4: You got to think about it in Canvas terms too. I mean, seven dates—that's seven doors, right there. It is,
1: know. and you know, like, door door. And those is. are confirmed voter contacts, right yeah, yeah. now. With premium can you Unless change you your location? Up. You can. Yes. So, yes. So, so I
7: know really you what you
1: should you're be Trying doing. to make
0: matches in Seattle.
1: Yeah. Look, and and like and the best thing about it is like you can like scope like if you if you really want to be specific, you know. Um, figuring out like, you know, what what people would connect the most. Frankly, because of just, like, my age and demographic, I don't really have to, like, you know, filter it that much. But, you know, let's say, like, you want to connect with, like, you know, like, older voters. Because, because of, of Munya's scale universal up a bit. appeal, he <laughs> you know? have
7: to filter
1: Are we going to get up. into the
7: stories of you and I with some older folks, Munya? <gasps> we can go there. Let's go there. Look, <laughs> in a month, if you want me— look, Rico, I think you're— Thank o- you for your service. I, I, I think, I think you you're your overblowing, um, just, Braver like, than the— <laughs>
1: That 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 I will claim that exactly. I am I am braver than the troops right. for sure. That's right.
4: <laughs> this is a leftist. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, the, the,
1: the, I I think Rico that you're 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 a little overplaying. Um, am I? I mean, you know, <laughs> I am a professional. That's right. He didn't I, break any I'm laws. There. I I oh, just some hearts. I, 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 look. <laughs> You know yeah. like there's some like you know when you post an Instagram story and like it's just a selfie sure. but people think it's like a thirst trap just cuz you look good. It's no, like, that's just you, you Munya. literally that's just me. I was just that's doing my job. I'm just, just knocking <laughs> on doors just being myself, you
0: know? No. Like, wow. you a poor sexy Wow. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh so, they look good though. Nikita Oliver. All right, let's bring it home, Nikita Oliver is running for Position 9, Seattle City Council. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, we have heard us talk about Nikita and this campaign. But, you know, because of that, we haven't, you know, we haven't, like, you know, this hasn't been about delving into the policy platform. I think you probably know where Nikita's coming from on that. Um, This is about getting you out to knock those doors with us. But I will just add to that the reason that I uh, continue to go out and knock doors again there's a there's a ton of reasons that i align with nikita's policy platform but uh nikita is a candidate that has a history of organized leadership in this town and has the trust of a lot of people in this town and if you're going to do a let's say uh left campaign a stab at uh some power on the city level i think that's something necessary uh, beyond that, or more specifically, uh, last year, the 2020 uprisings were they've come up a little tonight, but were something I think pretty unique in recent American history and something uh, that I've never seen anything like in my lifetime, though I've wanted to. And that, those came at a moment when there really there really isn't an organized left in America. Uh, There isn't a powerful and militant labor movement. There isn't a a communist party that commands, uh, you know, electoral power or a movement of uh, tens of millions or something. And the uprisings were, uh, you know, a unique and powerful thing that I'm sure we all participated in in one way or another. And I think, and I think it would have, you know, you can imagine, I certainly sat there imagining and marched, imagining like, could this be different if there was, if um, America was more organized, if a working class was more organized? And something that this country could have benefited from is that organization and some leadership in that moment. Uh, but here in Seattle, while, again, still suffering from this same deficit of organization overall, we did have Nikita Oliver, who, because of their history of organization and leadership, on those specific issues, uh, as well as others, on our carceral system, on issues of abolition, the work they've done, the communities they've organized. Uh, Nikita was there in that moment and a, in a place to lead that not a lot of people were last year uh, in this whole country. And for that reason, you had uh, in Seattle, we had... Uh, some of the actions that went on were that were led by Nikita Oliver were some of the most uh, organized and thoughtful uh, things that I think happened in America last year. So the demands that were issued by Nikita and Decriminalized Seattle were the most substantive, uh, thoughtful, serious, and timely demands that anyone made in the country and uh, became uh, potential blueprints for a lot of other people. And those were... They're you know ready in an organized way within days because Nikita and the people uh, they have organized and the people who organize around them were already doing this work and already had the trust of community for years for years and were ready when this happened. For me, the 2020 was you know an astonishing thing to see tens of thousands of people in this city marching in the street. You know, against police violence, something I've uh, never noticed anyone in America giving a shit about was astonishing, and I would like to be more ready the next time. And I I give uh, Nikita a lot of credit for that. And so I think if we're going to, uh, if we need to contest power on the electoral level in this city, I can say I think we should contest that power. But it's not necessarily that easy to just to actually commit and get out there to do it. And that, I think, is the reason that I am committed to seeing Nikita elected, because if, if it's worth doing, an organizer like Nikita is, is the person that is worth uh, doing it for and putting in power.
1: Well said. Well said. Well, on that note, I'd like to thank you all for coming through. It's been a big pleasure.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us on the boat. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, thanks, Greg. The boat was great.
1: Thank you.
4: Yeah, thanks for coming out, guys. <laughs> thanks
7: for Socialism, hanging. good. <laughs> Can we also shout out some of our wonderful volunteers uh, who are not on the boat Absolutely. with us? Absolutely. Because a rising tide lifts all boats, but we don't all got a boat. Okay. And also, tie, got, rising also tides right? are not yeah. good
4: for climate change. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah rising cl- tides. <laughs> let's, well let's see how many L's I can also, remember okay. before I start blanking on names. Okay, shout out Shamir. Let's go. Okay, Fernando. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mike. Mike. Mm-hmm. Second Mike. Sherry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have Lots of mics. Uh, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else. Um, Jody. Julia. Mm-hmm. You know who you are. Claire. Leah. Uh, let's go, Leah. But, well, I mean, you guys know people too. Let's keep popcorn in the. Phil. There. Phil. That's right. Uh-huh. Sunny. Anybody you got? You re- ready to share their name to the world, Nick? Nick, <laughs> shout out to Nick. Um, I mean, we could we could literally keep going, uh, but it's important that we lift these people up because they are taking the times out of their lives um, to to believe in a vision that, of a city that can be better than what it is right now. Uh, and you know, I I'm really grateful that we've built these relationships, and I'm excited to see how we can how much more we can accomplish once Nikita's in office.
1: It's really really exciting stuff. Yep. Yeah.
7: But also,
4: wait, shout out to them for also just helping to build the city. That's right. we're trying to live in. That's right. Because that's what volunteer work is doing right now. That's right.
7: Say it again. That's facts.
0: Yeah.
4: You
7: don't actually have to say it again.
4: I won't. Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) So come out. When's the next canvas? This will come out tomorrow.
7: Okay, so let's see. Um, We are going to be canvassing pretty much four at least four times a week um, uh, from now until the election. Um, You can count on us pretty much Wednesday and Thursday afternoons. Um, You can count on us Saturday and Sunday mornings. Um, We've got some really exciting stuff coming up with our coalition partners and and labor unions and and other folks that have endorsed Nikita in this campaign. Um, The full list is on the website, Nikita49.com slash events. It's also on our social media, so um, I'm not going to bore you by listing details right now. But, you know, just check out the website. Um, Check out um, our social media feeds now that, unfortunately, Facebook and Instagram are back. Um,
1: It was so nice. Like Beautiful those morning, oh man! Yeah. Well, just, we were so all right? like, you know, like it's like one thing to just like take a break yeah. from like Instagram yeah. or Facebook or whatever. It's like another thing for to have that collective experience where we're all off we at y'all just once. wait
2: really right.
1: like I did. Yo, yeah. I, I need to get on your that's level. I, I like that's like I, the most enlightened like plane. I
2: didn't even notice. Well, Twitter did. Zuck me, lost uh, a <laughs> you know <when> Zuck
7: <laughs> lost some money. It was a good day. But
1: yeah. But oh yeah.
7: Six
2: billion worth. oh Yeah. Yeah. Something, yeah, yeah, something
7: yeah, like that.
1: Yeah. Facebook stock like tanked today.
3: Yeah. It's great. But did y'all think about the small business owners who like lost a lot of money this morning? I mean, like I'm you know gonna, they needed that look if this one thing sell that we think <laughs> about yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. selling um,
0: bongs and you know selling other signs like that. that say shit <laughs> for your living room yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. home is love <laughs> live is
3: love laugh
0: yeah
4: <laughs> it's live laugh love get it in get the get it right, right order on, on. Oh no it's God. not
3: I got it right <laughs> what
7: okay what is the actual order I'd actually it is
4: live laugh love live laugh
7: love live laugh love get it right make your own it's
1: on your shower curtain Rico you should know this Oh damn,
7: he got Oh, me, oh he got me I, I do want to
4: shout out as well as all of our canvases coming up. Um, if you can't make it November second is election day, yep. um, please vote by eight PM. On November second,
1: if you are voting on November second, use an actual election box and not oh, the USPS drop mail. mail. Like no. You can you can vote you can in person with all the ballots.
4: Don't
1: they can get be their hands the signed. leftist that we all are and like turn in the ballot at the last moment so we hold our breath until the last drop. You can't change
4: people at their core, Muniya. Mm-hmm. Vote can get people early. You are, are who are, but you cannot stop steal your me parents' from ballot.
7: We are not committing voter fraud, but vote early so that Nikita can be in first place <laughs> on election night. I don't want to be is I don't not want to be waiting. in
0: King County as you looked we know, this up. Um, I talked to Mike but Solon You've been prosecuted over this. <laughs> okay. Okay, Mike well, Solon hasn't been.
4: We are having an election day event. We had a really exciting and fun one for the primary. It was a great time. On can attest to it. Yeah. Um, we're doing we're doing something similar for election day, but we're gonna have more of a mutual aid focus. So. Um, come to have fun, but also come to pick up supplies you might need um, right. and and enjoy yourself with the Nikita for Nine team. And All there will probably be
7: a call for to action for, you know, giving what you can to help those in need as well. Yep. Definitely. Cool. Yep.
4: Look out for that on our socials. Follow us at Nikita 49 Nine. That's, that's, that's the number four. four. And then spelled out. N-I-N-E.
7: <laughs> Community listening posts. So um, as Iman alluded to earlier, we have several more coming up between now And the election, Um, it's an opportunity to, you know, meet the team and also talk to your community members about some of the policies that you want, Nikita, to advance in office, right? Because um, we feel like um, that's a responsibility that we collectively share to to bring the people's voice into City Hall. Um, And so um, it is just as valuable as reaching out to voters um, because, um, like I said earlier, when Nikita's in office, everybody is going to be their constituent, um, at least those who live in Seattle. So, um, you know, we're hoping that you can commit to whatever you can, whether that's participatory policymaking, whether that's direct voter outreach, whether that's relational organizing. Um, and, you know, we're going to have a good time for these next four weeks and hopefully celebrate a W on November the 2nd.
0: Can't wait and look forward
6: to that election night party. It's gonna
7: be
0: lit. Yeah, and come out to Canvas before that so you don't feel like a poser at the election night party. You don't want no, the worst thing no is no gatekeeping, like a but poser. <laughs> uh, I so I am working all week. So come weekend, come Saturday morning, eleven AM when I'm assuming the next canvas I'll be yeah. available for is I'm gonna have a massive work hangover, also known as Type one Havana syndrome. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow, but it's <laughs> a real thing. Yeah. But, um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna get out there this weekend. So
7: all right, Saturday uh, the ninth, Miller Playfield, uh, kind of Cap Hill ish area, um, 11 a.m. Sunday. Uh, the tenth Ballard Playground, off the dome. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, take a break, buddy. Well, just... hey,
4: I can give you Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday, and
7: Thursday. Let's do it. it.
4: Wednesday is Baby Playground. Yes. And what Thursday is, is Lichten Springs, Springs, Springs Park, baby. baby. Oh, that's my co-hosted home. by Her. Seattle DSA, DSA. Baby. What time
0: are the afternoon ones?
7: The, uh, the ones? weekday ones are typically five thirty. Five thirty. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: Fernando yeah. in particular, right?
7: Fernando, shout out Fernando for shout organizing this
4: Thursday's. Let's
0: go. Fernando forever. Yeah. Thanks again, guys. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Freak out. I don't know. Bye. Uh, (laughs) Freak out. (laughs)